The following is an exclusive presentation of the iSchoolSportsNetwork.com. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or other use of this event is strictly prohibited without the express written consent of the Alabama High School Athletic Association and iSchoolSportsNetwork.com. High school postseason playoff baseball is on the air. Today's presentation is brought to you by the Knowles Group, Southern Union State Community College, First Bank of Alabama, WM Grocery, H&M Drugs, Farm Boys Cafe, Robertson's Air Repair, The Old Station, State Farm Agent Ken Seifert, The Chuck House, Raybuck's Farm Supply, The Car Clinic, Meadows Farm Equipment, and The Randolph Leader. Stay tuned for pregame coverage on iSchoolSportsNetwork.com. It is a high noon showdown with the stakes that couldn't be higher. The winner continues on to round three in the AHSAA Class 4A state playoffs. The loser sees their season come to an end. Welcome, everybody, to iSchool Sports Network coverage of game three between Hanley and Jackson. Class 4A state playoffs round two, and the Hanley Tigers, winners of game two yesterday, kept their season alive with a 9 to nothing victory, a one-hit shutout pitched by Brantley Richardson in a clutch performance with their season on the line. Hanley lost game one, four to nothing in a shutout performance by Jackson pitcher Luke Corley. And now with both teams having spent their top two pitchers, we'll see how these two lineups fare in game number three. I'm Tim Altork alongside Adam Slay. We're glad you're with us watching, listening from wherever you are to see this deciding game three between Hanley and Jackson and Adam. What were your thoughts yesterday? Overall impressions, we've had a couple hours, a night to sleep on it. What did you see from these two teams, and what do you what did you learn from that that you can expect to see today? I, you know, I'm going to take game one and start with game one. Uh, we talked about it in, in late in the innings yesterday. That was anybody's game going into the uh, sixth inning. Uh, some mental mistakes, some errors cost the Hanley Tigers uh, a couple of runs in that uh, bottom of the sixth inning that uh, kind of took any momentum swing out of the game for them. Uh, but – with that being said, Whaley pitched. He pitched a masterpiece in Game One. Didn't didn't deserve to get the loss uh, as as well. Uh, the bats they just couldn't put together a string of hits in that game, and they came out exploding in Game Two. Uh, whatever Coach Hall told him uh, in their meeting uh, when they met in the outfield uh, before Game Two, uh, I hope he had that same conversation with them uh, along the way here today. Uh, and we talked about it. That, you know. Game one could have been either one. The Hanley folks think that they could have won that and we could be sitting at the house right now instead of being here. Yeah, that's right. And and we really saw a better version of the Hanley team in that game number two, as you said, Adam. Whatever was said in between games, Hanley looked much more like itself, a much better, polished, ready-to-play version of itself in game two. And that showed a 9 to nothing shutout where the bats came alive. It was 7 to nothing after the second inning. And Brantley Richardson was in complete control from there on out. Now the the moving to today, the pitching situation, it's a little bit up in the air for both sides. I asked Coach Dorman before the game, and he started talking about gambling in Biloxi when he was talking about his pitching <laughs> for game three. That's the that's how it's sort of uh, uncertain it is, and, and that's the case on both sides. They both felt confident in their one-two pitchers. Game three, it's going to be play it by ear. It'll be Jake Cottle getting the start on the mound for the Hanley Tigers today. It'll be Dawson Garcia on the mound for 
the Aggies. And we'll see how long they go. Obviously, how well they fare will determine how long they stay out there. But it's going to be an interesting uh, interesting day as far as the pitching is concerned. And as the players come out, they're getting ready for the national anthem. I'll run through the Hanley starting lineup. Hanley will be the visiting team in this game. I was talking to Coach Hall before. They did used to coin flip for home and away in game three, but now the host team is automatically the home team. In and that makes three. sense. And it does make sense. So so that's the case. Handling the visiting team here in game three. And they'll line up like this. Familiar lineup. Leadoff man, Evan Cofield playing center field. Second baseman, or left fielder, Connor Bickers batting second. First baseman, Garrett Calhoun batting third. Shortstop, Ty Fetner batting fourth. Third baseman, Brantley Richardson batting fifth. The pitcher, Jake Cottle batting sixth. Alan Exum, the right fielder, batting seventh. Catcher Wiley Green batting eighth. And Hayden Daniel, the second baseman, batting ninth. And we'll step aside or pause here for the National Anthem. Our national anthem. We're just about ready for baseball. I gave you the Hanley starting lineup. Now the starting nine for the home team, the Jackson Aggies. Also familiar from following the series from the two games yesterday. Leading off will be the DH Jared Merida. Batting second at the shortstop, Kyle Handy. Batting third, the center fielder, Tylen Campbell. Batting fourth, the left fielder, Luke Corley. Corley was the starting pitcher in game number one. He got that shutout victory. Batting fifth will be the pitcher, Dawson Garcia. Batting sixth, the second baseman, Hayden Terrell. Batting seventh, the first baseman, Cooper Autry. Batting eighth, and this is the one change in the lineup, third baseman, Jalen Pickens, who we saw as a courtesy runner yesterday, but he did not enter the lineup in either game. He gets his first start of the series, batting eighth at third base. And then batting ninth, the right fielder, Keyshawn Taylor. And one thing you can talk about as the Aggies take the field, Defensively, Adam, I was very impressed with their outfield. You have Campbell in center and Taylor in right, and we saw them track down a lot of balls yesterday that might have been hits. Uh, they had a lot of speed in the outfield, communicated very well, only made one mistake out there. There was a ball that got down that should have been caught uh, by, by one of the either the center fielder or the right fielder. And we but, thought maybe one of them, they, they may have lost that ball. There yeah. may have been a miscommunication, something like that, but you're right. But they, they were able to track down some balls that probably normally would have gone for extra bases, that's for sure. Yeah. A lot of athleticism in the outfield. And it was, a, for the most part, a cleanly defended game by this defense for the Aggies. And I'll get you the number starting pitcher, Dawson Garcia. He started at third base in both games yesterday. 
He's making his sixth start of the season, his 13th appearance overall. He's got a record of three and three, a 4.46 ERA, 42 and a third innings pitched, 51 hits allowed, and 31 strikeouts in that time. Just 13 walks, so good control for Garcia. Over a hit an inning though, and maybe a, an opportunity for Hanley once again to set the tone here in the top of the first as Evan Cofield strides to the plate to get things started. Game number three, Hanley trying to advance to the round to the third round of the state playoffs for the first time in program history. They're seven innings away from doing just that and setting up a date with Mobile Christian back in Roanoke in round three. And we're about ready to go. Here's the first pitch. Called strike outside corner, 0-1 to Cofield. Cofield had a really good game in game number two yesterday. As he awaits the 0-1, checked his swing. They appeal it. First base umpire says he did not go around, and it's 1-1 to Cofield. Evan had about three stolen bases yesterday, didn't he? He had a total of four. He had three in the second game. Called strike two to Cofield, and it's one and two. Cofield went one for five with a walk yesterday, but he was also hit by a pitch and was on base three times. As I said, he stole a total of four bases in the two games, scored two runs, and he takes a called strike three to lead things off here in game number three. But that outcome there notwithstanding, Cofield has been doing his job as a leadoff man in this series. But he'll have to pick up where he left off the next time around. He strikes out for out number one, and it's Connor Bickers at the plate, the left fielder for Hanley. Takes a called strike, Garcia has Started off at the bottom of the strike zone on the outside corner. And Hanley has yet to offer at it. 0-1 to Bickers. Breaking ball taken inside for a ball. It's 1-1 to Connor Bickers, who did have a base hit yesterday. One for five in the doubleheader combined. Two walks. He stole a base and scored a run. He takes a called strike and that'll run the count to one and two. I have a ghost in my computer. <laughs> the haunted computer. One, one and two fouled straight back to the screen. We have our crowd microphone up against the screen of the backstop and that was that little rumble you heard. One ball, two strikes now still. To Connor Bickers, one out, top of the first inning, game number three. No score between Hanley and Jackson. Here comes the one-two from Garcia. That one stays outside, and it's two and two. And that was the location of the pitch that we struggled with in game one yesterday. Corley worked that outside corner to the right-handed hitters. Used an off-speed pitch that had them off stride. There was something off-speed as well. Bickers didn't get it, and he strikes out swinging. Back-to-back strikeouts to start the ball game for Dawson Garcia. Now batting number 20, Garrett 
Calhoun. And that'll bring up Garrett Calhoun, the first baseman for the Tigers. Calhoun had a tough day yesterday, did not have a hit in either game, 0 for 7. He did have an RBI on a ground ball in that second game. Swings at the first pitch, didn't get the off-speed pitch, and it's 0-1. And, Tim, the bottom fell out of that pitch. That ball is moving. I think he's thrown a, a, a traditional-type breaking ball slider curve, but also a change-up. I think that first one was the change-up. That was the slider. Calhoun took it for a strike, and it's 0-2. Set up outside, fastball, hit the mitt, but Roch, the catcher, was off the plate where he was set up. So it's one and two to Garrett Calhoun. The one-two pitch, swung on and hit foul a long way. That was a hanging breaking ball that Calhoun turned on, but he was way out in front and put it in the trees down the left field line, but foul. And that's the thing the Tigers got to do today, stay back on those breaking pitches and uh, go with them. If they're outside, got to go to right field or the opposite field with them. Another one-two pitch. Calhoun lays off. It dives off the plate. Two and two. Now the count. That was a good two-strike pitch by Garcia. Almost got him to chase. Good discipline by Calhoun to leave it alone. Here's the 2-2. He puts the bat on it and punches it over second and into right center field for a base hit. Talked him right into it, didn't he? Right where Adam said he needed to go. And it's a two-out single for Garrett Calhoun. He's at first. And that was a great at bat by Garrett. He, he fought off some pitches, fouled off some pitches, checked his swing on one, and then that outside breaking pitch, he just uh, lofted it over the second baseman into no man's land. Yeah, went with that pitch, stayed back. Garcia has been living on the outside part of the plate here in the early going. Calhoun anticipated that and got a base hit. There's another fastball outside corner called strike to Ty Fetner. Fetner had a very good game in game number two, part of that five run first inning. He awaits the 0-1, takes high. It's 1-1 one one now. Fetner had two hits, scored three runs, drove home two in that 9-0 win in game two. Overall in the series, he's two for six with a walk, a stolen base. Throw over to first. Calhoun dives back. And we got a 1-1 count to Fetner. Calhoun will run. He's not going now. Fetner takes high and away. 2-1 and one now to the Southern Union. I mean, the Southern Union. The Hanley shortstop. <laughs> <laughs> That's an easy faux pas. Oh, man. Pitch has popped up. Shallow right. Taylor took a few quick steps in, now slows down, makes the catch, and that's out number three. So Garcia works around the two-out single and gets the Hanley Tigers retired here in the top of the first. We go to the bottom half of inning number one. No score between Hanley and Jackson. 
Planning for retirement, your children's or grandchildren's education, or for the legacy you want to leave your family can seem intimidating, but the Knowles Group is here to help. We are deeply rooted in Randolph County and have been serving this community for more than 20 years. No matter what your situation looks like, the Knowles Group can help get you in the best financial position to meet your needs and achieve your goals. To ask any questions or set an appointment, reach out to Danny Knowles at 205-414-7459. Knowles for 2100B Southbridge Parkway, Suite 650, Birmingham, Alabama, 35209. Securities offered through Sage Point Financial Incorporated, SPF member FINRASIPC. SPF is a separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services represented here independent of SPF. A story of tradition eclipsing a hundred years, a foundation of success. At Southern Union State Community College, we help students create their own future. Whether you plan to enter the workforce, transfer to a four-year university, or take on specialized medical training, Southern Union provides the binding of the book. You just have to fill in the pages. Register for summer term now. Visit suscc.edu for more information. Let Southern Union help you write your story of success. Well, win or lose, the name of the game is sportsmanship in the Alabama high school education-based high school athletics. The uh, lesson learned, no matter on the court or in the bleachers, good sports are winners no matter what the score is. Support high school athletics and good sportsmanship, a public service message from the Alabama High School Athletic Association. Tim Altork. No score. (laughs) Bottom of the first inning. Handley got a base hit but left him stranded. Two out single by Garrett Calhoun. And it'll be Jake Cottle, the starting pitcher here in game number three for the Hanley Tigers. He comes in making his 11th appearance of the season. He's got a 1-0 record, 267 the ERA, good numbers, 21 strikeouts, nine walks, and 18 and a third innings pitched. And just a note on Cottle to file away for later in the game. If he ends up being relieved at some point in his pitching duties, he's also listed as the DH on the starting lineup. So if somebody comes off the bench to pitch, he will stay in the lineup but will not be in the field. And Cottle will face Merida, Handy, and Campbell. The first three in the order here in the bottom of the first. Fastball taken for a called strike at the belt. 0-1 to Merida. Defensively for Hanley. Familiar setup, Bickers in left, Cofield in center, Exum in right, Richardson at third, Fettner at short, Daniel at second, Calhoun at first, and Wiley Green behind the plate. And that one just missed outside, and it's one and one to Merida, the designated hitter and leadoff man. Hit off his fist on a hop to Fettner at short. Fettner collects and throws and gets his man for out number one. And Tim, going back to game one yesterday, a four-and-a-half-hour bus ride. They stopped in eight. Uh, jet lag, if you will, and nerves, and nerves. You know, you talked about uh, Hanley never advancing past this round. That was probably in their mind in that, in that game one. And, it, you know, they settled down in game two. They were an entirely different baseball team uh, at the plate and in the field. And we saw that sort of settling in take place after they got a couple hits, scored a run in the first as – Handy swings and pops it up on the infield. Fettner can't make the catch. I think he might have lost it in that high sky. They have him hung up now to throw back to first. Calhoun is in the rundown now with Handy. He throws it to Daniel. Daniel on the run. And now it's Cottle. And now they finally (laughs) tag him out. That was a perfectly executed rundown. They just kept Handy 
in between them and kept running him back and forth until he ran out of gas. And I'm not even going to attempt to figure out what the scoring would be on that one. So many guys touched that baseball. <laughs> and I had to laugh when when Jake Jake took off and ran at him, and you could see he kicked it into that linebacker speed, pursuing the running back, breaking the edge. Yeah, I thought Cottle might have been able to catch him, but he did the right thing, got the ball over to the bag, and they tagged him out. So two outs, nobody on here in the first, and a fast strike to Tylen Campbell, and it's 0-1. I'm just going to put rundown on the scorecard. How about that? Pitches called strike inside corner to the left-hand hitting Campbell. And it's 0-2. Campbell, the starting center fielder, swings and fouls it out of play. And it'll stay 0-2. Tim, I don't think you could ask for a more perfect afternoon for baseball either. Absolutely not. Nice warm spring day, plenty of sunshine. Fastball skips past green, and it's one and two. Yeah, whoever ends up on the, the wrong end of this game, they can't blame the conditions. This is perfect baseball weather. And a little light breeze keeping us cool. The one, two, that one's high as well. It's two balls, two strikes now to Campbell. Campbell did not have a hit yesterday. 0 for 5, he did have a sacrifice bunt. Here's the 2-2, two, two. hit on a soft line over third and into left for a single. So there is his first hit of the series. A two out single off his hands that was lifted over third base and into shallow left. Somehow he pulled off the inside out swing and Freddie Freeman did, if you will, out to left field. So Campbell aboard with two outs. And Luke Corley, another left-handed hitter. They've got four or five of them in this lineup. Cottle works from the stretch. The runner goes, the ball is hit on the ground through the hole and into right field. Campbell never stopped. He's going to go to third. The throw comes back to second. And back-to-back -back singles have runners at the corners with two outs here in the bottom of the first. Don't Dawson Garcia, the pitcher, will be the batter. You don't see a lot of two-out hit and run, but uh, that's what they had on on that play, and it uh, paid off for him to get him to get a runner in scoring position. Yeah, he hit it right through the hole between first and second. And hit it pretty hard. Pitch must have been low to Garcia. It's 1-0. Garcia yesterday in the two games takes low again. It's 2-0. He was 1-6. for six with a single, a run scored, and an RBI. But none of these Aggie hitters had more than one hit in the two games combined yesterday. That one gets away from Green. The run's gonna try to come home, and he will score, and it's one to nothing. A low fastball that Green 
Tried to backhand. He wasn't able to get his body in front of it. It got under his glove, went to the backstop, and Campbell comes home on the wild pitch. One to nothing. Aggies lead it here in the bottom of the first. And Cottle being behind 3-0 in the count here. Uh, nothing wrong with a walk right here. Right, with Corley moving down to second on that pass, pass ball wild pitch. And there is ball four. So the inning continues. Second baseman Hayden Terrell will be the batter. Terrell had a rough day yesterday. We're going to get a courtesy runner, Ethan Tucker. Courtesy runner, pitcher number 28, Ethan Tucker. Now batting for the Aggies, number 14, Hayden Terrell. We saw Tucker in the lineup in two games yesterday, but he's replaced by Pickens in that number eight spot. But he comes on as the courtesy runner here. He's at first. Corley down at second. Two outs. A run in here in the bottom of the first inning. And Terrell at the plate. Swings and hits one into shallow center. Who's going to get there? It's going to be Cofield who races in and makes the catch to put an end to the bottom half of the first, but not before. The Aggies push a run across on a wild pitch and a couple of singles, and we will go to the top half of inning number two, Hanley trailing at one to nothing. Just as your local State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home and auto, and guess what you'll get? That's right, good neighbor service with surprisingly great rate. In fact, State Farm agent Ken Seifert is your go-to agent in Roanoke and Randolph County for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining home and auto today. State Farm agent Ken Seifert will help you mix and match things perfectly. Call 334-863-2610 for your surprisingly great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hello, I'm Chad Jones, President and CEO of First Bank of Alabama. Here at First Bank of Alabama, we've served local communities since 1848. We're proud to be your community bank. For over 170 years, we've been proactive with our products and services to offer a technologically advanced banking experience. The best part of First Bank of Alabama is our people. Our people are your neighbors, your customers, your volunteers, your banking professional. We're happy to be in your community and look forward to you stopping by one of our local branches. Come see us at First Bank of Alabama. We're your first. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Going to the top of the second inning, Hamley trailing at one to nothing. They'll send the five, six, seven spots in the order. Brantley Richardson, Jake Cottle, Alan Exum. And Richardson won you one up there to lead off an inning. He had a great day at the plate yesterday, four for six. Scored a run, drove one home, almost hit a home run. He swings at the first pitch and hits it off the glove of the third baseman Pickens, and he's going to reach. A high hop towards the bag at third. Pickens moving to his right. Had to reach across his body. Should have made that play, I think. But ball, hit, ball hit it right in the, in the palm of his glove and, and bounced out with a spin on it. Yep. So Richardson at first on the air. He draws a throw. We mentioned this yesterday. Both of these teams very aggressive on the base paths, especially in a close game or if the team that has the lead, you see that aggressiveness crank, cranked up also. But Hanley trailing by a run. We'll see how they play it on the base paths with Richardson down at first. 
First pitch to Cottle is high for a ball. It's 1-0. Cottle swings at the second pitch and fouls it back to the screen. That'll even the count at 1-1. One and, one. and Garcia's delivery, he's got kind of a three-quarter delivery, and, and it comes out funny. And that's one reason that that breaking pitch that he's got is so effective and the bottom falls out of it. Yeah, the delivery is a little bit unorthodox. And that's to Garcia's advantage for sure. The 1-1, hit hard into center field for a base hit. Handy left but didn't have a play on it at short. Richardson had to make sure it wasn't going to be caught, so he stops at second. And the Hanley Tigers in business with a couple of leadoff runners here in the second. Richardson at second, Cottle at first, Allen Exum is the hitter. And for Cottle, for Cottle, who did not bat in the third game or the second game yesterday, he got the start in the lineup in game number one and was two for two. So now in this series, he's three for three with a walk and a stolen base. He's been very good with the bat in his hands. The bunt is popped up. The catcher will make it, make the catch right on top of the plate. Exum attempting to lay down a bunt to move the runners over, but he pops out to the catcher for out number one. Now batting number 27, Wiley Green. So first and second now, one out, and Wiley Green the hitter. He shows bunt, takes the pitch low. Roch had a had to find the baseball. It was down at his feet, but runner's not able to move up. One ball, no strikes to Wiley Green. Goes bunt again, gets it down the third baseline, but foul. And that'll even the count at one and one. Green got the start in the lineup in game number two yesterday. In essence, for Cottle, he was in the number six spot in the order and went 0 for three. So he's looking for his first hit of the series. But Green has caught every inning in this series and done a pretty good job of it. One, one pitch. He does lay it down right in front of the plate. Garcia's going to field it and throw to first in time. They throw back to third behind Richardson, but he gets back to the bag safely. And Hanley will have runners at second and third with two outs, thanks to the sacrifice bunt by Wiley Green. And Coach Hall setting up that same situation that Jackson was able to score in in the bottom of the first inning. Uh, anything that gets past the catcher, probably going to score a run from third base. Second and third, two outs. Hayden Daniel, the number nine hitter at the plate. Hanley trailing it one to nothing here in the second. A ground ball through the hole and into left field. That'll score at least one. It gets past Corley and left. Two runs are going to score. Hayden Daniel is rounding the bases. He tracks it down and left. Daniel's going to slide into third. A big break for the Hanley Tigers, and they take the lead two to one. The ball had eyes going through the infield, got through the hole between short and third. Left fielder misplayed it, got through and got to the fence, allowed those two runs to score. And Daniel hustling all the way, saw what was going on ahead in front of him, made no hesitation and wound up at third base. Hayden Daniel, the number nine hitter, comes through a big two out hit 
And back to the top of the order with Evan Cofield who takes the ball. It's 1-0. and And Cofield, a hit, would score another one here. And, Tim, this is the same situation in game two. Tigers got the momentum now. You just keep pouring it on. Big cut by Cofield on a high fastball. He came up empty, and it's one and one. Evan was trying to make it four to two right there. (laughs) (laughs) One ball, one strike to Cofield, who struck out his first time up. He hits one hard in the left. That is going to get down and bounce over the wall. It's a ground rule double for Evan Cofield. And an RBI, and it's three to nothing, three to one, Hanley, excuse me. Big clutch hit. And Tim, that that bounced off the wall, and and we can see the signs. For those of you not uh, able to watch the video and just listening on the audio, there's a set of signs behind the field, and that ball bounced off of those signs and came back into the field to play, and therefore your ground road double. And the third base umpire was right on top of it. He saw as soon as it hit that signage out there beyond the fence, he signaled ground rule double. So some two-out thunder here from Daniel and Cofield, and Hanley has taken a 3-1 lead here in the top of the second. Cofield down a second. Nobody holding him on. Daniel steps off. And we've talked about these Hanley hitters going the other way up the middle, but Cofield turned on that one and jumped all over it. Pitches low for ball two to Connor Bickers. Well, in the second time for Evan Cofield seeing Garcia, and uh, that that paid off. He was able to to stay back and get his timing down. The 2-0 pitch, that one is wide and low. 3-0 to Bickers, who struck out his first time. But bidding to reach base and extend this inning with a 3-0 count. Here is the 3-0, right through there. Called strike three and one, now to Bickers. The 3-1, big cut, he didn't get it. Fouled it off, excuse me, got a piece of it. And it's three and two. I wasn't sure if he got a piece of it or not, Tim. I was waiting on Cofield to break, and uh, they called the foul ball immediately. Yeah, I didn't hear it. That's why I initially said swing and miss. I didn't hear it hit the bat, but both Bickers and the catcher and the umpire reacted as if it was a foul ball. So now the 3-2. Swung on and popped up foul territory, and it's going to get to the seats on the Hanley side. So Bickers will see another 3-2 pitch. And speaking of uh, into the bleachers on the Hanley side, Tim, uh, another great crowd here today from uh, Roanoke. And uh, if if you look down past the uh, first base dugout to my right, uh, the Hanley faithful are spread out down in the right field side as well. All the way down the fence, pretty much to the end of the outfield fence there. The 3-2 popped up again, foul territory. Autry has room. So does the catcher, but nobody's going to get there. We mentioned the way this field is set up yesterday. There is a lot of foul territory behind home plate and in between the dugouts. And that foul territory sort of decreases the further down the field you go. But even a pop-up like that, those players have such a long way to go. 
None of them were able to get to it, and Bicker stays alive. Another 3-2 pitch. Cofield running. Bicker swings and misses for strike three, and that will end the inning, but a very good one for Hanley, a two-run single by Hayden Daniel, a ground rule RBI double by Evan Cofield, and Hanley will take the field in the bottom of the second, leading at 3-1. to one. The all-new WM Grocery app for your smart device. The app is available in the App Store or Google Play. Download it today and save. You can view the weekly ad right on the app, make your shopping list, and earn points towards future store savings on the WM Grocery app. Also included are the deals of the week for even more savings. WM Grocery, locations in Wadawi, Roanoke, Heflin, and Piedmont. Make shopping easy with the all-new WM Grocery app from WM Grocery. Hey folks, let me tell you about Farm Boys Cafe in Roanoke. Open 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday, serving breakfast all day long. Specializing in our smoked meats, barbecue, barbecue chicken, pork ribs, and meatloaf. Daily specials Monday through Friday. Everything a la carte. Sides are all a dollar each. A family-owned and operated business offering free delivery of two or more orders. Don't forget the wings, hot or mild, only 50 cents each. Farm Boys Cafe, 1037 Main Street in Roanoke. Call in or text your order to 832-580-3581. 3-1 to one our score, Hanley leading it as we go to the bottom half of the second inning. It'll be the bottom third of the order due up for the Aggies. Autry, Pickens, and Taylor against Hanley pitcher Jake Cottle. Leading off the bottom of the second for the Aggies will be number 21. Other than being here today, the second best thing is my phone's not blowing up. <laughs> Everything's working as it should. I wonder where Jamie Rampey's in the house. I know he's not down here, but I wonder if he's uh, listening along the way. Jamie, Jamie, I'm surprised you hadn't shouted out at me. Adam misses you. He He gives me grief. He feels lost. Autry stands in, takes high for ball one. Cooper Autry, the first baseman, left-handed hitter, takes high for ball two. And you notice Cottle going outside with those two pitches on him uh, from yesterday. He swung at some outside pitches uh, and uh, struck out a couple of times uh, yesterday. And I'm wondering if uh, that was in the back of their mind as they tried the outside part of the plate. The 2-0 pitch. That one skips up there. And it's 3-0. and Autry just one for six in the two games yesterday. Taken all the way. Takes a called strike. It's three and one. The three-one pitch. That one is up. And Autry draws a leadoff walk in the second. And Jalen Pickens will bat for the first time in this series. As I said, Pickens not in the lineup in either game yesterday. He did enter the game as a courtesy runner a couple of times. He shows bunt. Pulls it back, takes a ball. It gets away from Green, and Autry goes down a second. Pickens comes into the series hitting 170. No home runs, eight RBIs. That 179 
for 59 on the season. All nine of those hits have been singles. He's in a 1-0 count here. Shows Bunt again, lays it down. And Cottle will make the throw to first. Autry takes off from second, and he will make it to third. Autry waited for Cottle to make that throw to first before he broke. And Autry, not a fast runner, left himself a little bit of a play, but the throw from Calhoun, Calhoun over to third was not in time. It was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. He tagged him on the helmet in the slide. So runner at third, one out. And the number nine hitter, Keyshawn Taylor, at the plate. Takes a called strike at the belt. 0-1 to Taylor. Taylor 0 for 4 in the two games combined yesterday. Had two strikeouts. Takes high. That'll even the count at 1 and 1. But came into the series hitting over 300. So a capable hitter. But Hanley hoping to keep him in check. Cottle misses outside. It's 2 and 1. The 2-1 is swung on and popped up. Foul territory. And it's out of play. I lost it. <laughs> yeah, it got out by over over the third base dugout to, between the end of the dugout and the uh, big oak tree that's over there. But uh, I, 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 we don't have that backdrop that we had yesterday. We've got the sun, and, and that's going to play a factor on pop flies on the infield and the outfield. Well, we already saw Fetner affected by it in the first. The 2-2 pitch to Taylor called strike three. Outside corner, Cottle paints it, and a big second out with a runner at third. And back to the top of the order for Merida. Who grounded out to short his first time up. Hanley looking to strand that runner at third. Merida swings at the first pitch and fouls it out of play. It'll be 0-1. And I lost that one. <laughs> I, I saw it going up. <laughs> There's that little cloud, a little wispy cloud right there where that ball sort of disappears. So 0-1 the count to Merida. Fast strike at the knees on the corner. 0-2. And this would be a big third out if they could strand that runner at third after he got over there with one out. And Jake Cottle doing a very good job here in the early going, working ahead of most of the hitters that he's faced today. Here's the 0-2. That one stays high. One ball, two strikes to Merida. Hanley leading at 3-1, to one, bottom of the second inning. Two outs and a runner at third for Jackson. And a 1-2 count to the leadoff man in their lineup, Jared Merida. Here's the pitch. Swung on and hit in the air to right center. Cofield ranges over there, slows down, and makes the catch for out number three. Good job by Cottle. Had a base runner at third with one out and left him stranded. And we'll go to the third inning, Hanley leading at 3-1. to one. 
Have you tried the Chuck House in downtown Wadley? Well, they're open and ready to serve. You can call in your order or dine in at the Chuck House. Large or small barbecue sandwiches, fried or grilled chicken sandwiches, or the famous Chuck House burger. Barbecue plates, chicken tender plates, and try one of the baskets too. Check out the appetizers as well. So whether you're coming into town for a Southern Union game or you're just hungry, come on over to the Chuck House, 201 Main Street, downtown Wadley. Phone number 256-914-1030. Let them know the iSchool Sports Guys sent you by. They're open Wednesday and Thursday, 11 to 7, and Friday and Saturdays, 11 to 8. H&M Drugs, where we know you by name, is Wadawi's hometown pharmacy. For over 40 years, we've been taking care of the community with fast, friendly service. H&M Drugs accepts most insurance plans, offers a full line of vaccinations, and durable medical equipment, like wheelchairs, beds, lift chairs, diabetic shoes, oxygen, and more. Don't forget to check out our newly redone gift department, where we offer free gift wrapping. We are open Monday through Friday, 8 until 6, and Saturday, 8 until 4. H&M Drugs, 146 Village Lane, Wadawi, Alabama. And the Alabama High School Athletic Association reminding fans that we all play a role in the education of students, parents, fans, and people in the community. All set an example for students, whether they are aware of it or not. Help set a positive example for everything you do, both at the games and in your community. Good sportsmanship sets your school apart. A public service message from the Alabama High School Athletic Association. Uh, Jamie Rampey is in the house with us uh, listening today. He's uh, he's working, and uh, we appreciate you uh, tuning in. And, uh, Jamie, uh, we ate a steak for you last night. At Big Mike's. <laughs> Garrett Calhoun to lead things off for the Hanley Tigers here in the top of the third inning. Hanley bats with a 3-1 lead. Here in the deciding game three of the second round of the Class 4A playoffs. Calhoun swings at the first pitch and pops it in the air to shallow right. Taylor on the run. The second baseman Terrell on the run, and it lands in foul territory. Calhoun slides into second. And the Hanley fans cheer, but it was a foul ball. That ball again found sort of a no man's land behind first in shallow right field. I, I didn't Tim, when it left the bat, I didn't, and where it was going, I didn't think anybody had a, even a remote chance to make a play on it. And the second baseman came pretty close to catching it. Yeah, Hayden Terrell. Covered a lot of ground on that one and almost got to it, but it's nothing but strike one for Garrett Calhoun. He swings and pops one up the left side now, third base side, and that one is going to get out of play for strike two. There's a philosophy behind that. You hit one foul right, make everybody run. Hit one foul left, make everybody run. Now they're winded. They may not get the next one. Hit one up the middle now. <laughs> In golf, you call that Army golf. <laughs> right, left, right, left. Where your tee shot goes. It was a long night, folks. Just bear with me. <laughs> oh, and to the count to Calhoun. Here's the pitch. Swings and hits one in the air to right. Taylor is going to have a play on this one, I think. He slowed down. No, he can't make the catch. It's off his glove. And Calhoun reaches and ends up at second base. The way Taylor started towards that ball, it looked like he was going to catch it. He was sort of nonchalant about it. But then he realized he had farther to go than he thought and turned on the Jets. But by the time he did that, he didn't have time to get to it. 
and Tim, the wind can affect this. The wind is blowing in from right field, as you see Old Glory out there standing up a little bit. So uh, there may be a little swirling of the wind uh, when the ball gets popped up like that. But it did go right back to my philosophy of right, left, right, left. That's right. So a double for Calhoun and a good start to the third for the Hanley Tigers. Fettner tries to lay down the bunt, and it rolls foul, so it's 0-1 to the Hanley shortstop. He'll fly it out to right his first time up. And not only the Aggie defenders getting their running in, but Garrett Calhoun also, he, he ran to second <laughs> on a dead sprint twice in that at bat. 0-1 to Fettner, he lays it down and it hits him in the box. And that'll be a foul ball for strike two. And you see a lot of small ball going on here in the early going by, by especially by the Hanley Tigers. The last inning, they did the same thing, trying to get set up second and third, trying to get runners in scoring position. Calhoun at second with nobody out, an 0-2 count to Fetner. The bunt is off. He's swinging and rips a base hit into center field. Calhoun was waiting. They're going to wave him around. The throw is going to come home. It's going to be close, and he is going to be safe. He goes back to make sure he touches the plate, but the catcher dropped the ball, and Calhoun scores the fourth run for the Hanley Tigers on the base hit by Ty Fetner. Four to one, Hanley leads it. On the throw, Fetner down to second. And that was an excellent throw from center field by Tylen Campbell. It got to the plate on the money on a hop. Roch, the catcher, trying to swipe the tag. The ball flew out of his mitt. And heads up by Calhoun in the commotion. Not sure if he actually touched the plate after he went past it. He went back to make sure. So he trades places. Fetner trades places with Calhoun. Fetner's down at second now. Still no, nobody out. Hanley leading at 4-1, to one and Brantley Richardson at the plate in a 1-0 count. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Hit hard to left. Hooking foul. Home run distance. And he was just out in front of it. Turned on one inside. And that'll even the count at one and one. Pitch is outside, taken for a ball. Two balls, one strike now to Richardson. Who reached on that error by the third baseman his last time up. That was leading off the second inning. He came around to score the first run for Hanley. Takes low and away for ball three. Three and one to Richardson. He can put it on a tee and see if he likes it. He didn't like it, but it was a called strike at the knees, and it's three and two. And that was a good decision. He, I think he had the green light. It wasn't where in the zone where he wanted it, and he laid off of it. Yeah, not really a pitch you could handle. A good pitch by Garcia there. And here's the three-two. Richardson swings and misses. Another good spot by Garcia, low and away. And that's strike three for out number one in the third. 
Tim, I got a really good angle on that on that pitch and watching it drop, uh, and it's got some more twelve to six spin on it, and it's not really a curveball, but it's the the bottom is falling out of it. I believe that's a changeup where he's pulling the string on him and getting that downward movement. So Cottle hits with one out and a runner at second. There's that same pitch in that same spot called strike, and it's on one to Cottle who. Singled his first time up, came around to score. And the only place you can go with that is to the right side for a right-handed batter. They're just going to have to stay back and, and drive it over to the right side of the infield or outfield. Cottle takes low for ball one. That'll even the count at one and one. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Adam. If you treat that ball like it's a fastball and swing at it like it's a fastball, you're either going to miss like Richardson did or roll over it and hit a little dribbler out to short. So exactly. You have to have a, a strategy in mind when you're – trying to hit that pitch. That one stays low and away. Two and one now to Cottle. Here's the two one. Taken outside and low, three and one. And Roach, the catcher, setting up on the outside corner on most of those pitches. He's out there again. The 3-1 pitch has popped up on the infield. Who's going to get it? It's Pickens who has called for it from third, and he drops it. Cottle is safe. Fetner obviously not able to advance as the pop-up was right in front of him on the third base side of the infield. But Pickens couldn't make the catch. And anybody on the left side uh, in, on the diamond or the, the left fielder is looking dead into the sun when they look up. So the sun is playing a factor in that. So runners first and second now with one out. A run already in for Hanley as they lead it 4-1 to one here in the top of the third. The pitch is low and away. Fetner takes off on the th pitch in the dirt, and he's safe. Kind of a delayed break by Fetner. He was reading that one. He saw the dirt come up off the catcher's mitt and took off and slid safely into third with a stolen base. Good aggressive base running by Ty Fetner, and that puts Hanley in a first and third situation. And the catcher ran into the umpire. The catcher, Roch, had gone out in front of the plate to signal the first and third signals for the defense, and he was backpedaling, unaware that the umpire was dusting off the plate. They bumped into each other. And Tim Cottle had to hold it first base on, on that action as well. Swung on and hit by Exum into right. That one is going to be caught at the shoestrings by Taylor. Fetner was breaking on the crack of the bat, thinking that ball would get down. He did not have a chance to tag up, so he stays at third as Exum flies out to right for out number two. And Cottle had to hustle back to second. Excuse me, back to first. Great, yeah, Cottle at first, Fetner at third. Two outs now in the inning. And Green at the plate. Swings at the first pitch and hits a grounder to short. Pickens can't handle that one, but he picks it up and makes the throw. Pulls the first baseman off the base. A run scores. Autry can't believe the call. Fires the ball back to the pitcher. And that's going to draw a timeout from the Jackson coach. 
Coach Dorman out to try to understand that call. But Green reaches on what will be an error. And Tim, I'm wondering if they're gonna if he's gonna ask for help from the home plate umpire as he was trailing the play down the first baseline. But where the first baseman's set up on the bag, it's gonna be hard for the home plate umpire to to make that call because he was actually on the baseline. The the first baseman had his foot on the baseline stretching toward first uh, stretching toward home plate. Yeah, he's safe. The two umpires discussed it. So whether it was the right call or not, it's a break for Hanley. A run comes home. The Tigers lead at five to one now. Cottle down at second, Green at first. Still two outs in the inning and Hayden Daniel at the plate. He takes a call strike and it's 0-1. Daniel had that big two run single back in the second. The one that got by Corley and left and allowed Daniel to go all the way around to third. The 0-1 pitch, bowing away, and that'll even the count at one and one. The one-one, high and away, taken for a ball, two and one now to Daniel. When Garcia has been successful, it has been on that outside part of the plate, and he's making a concerted effort to Locate his pitches there. The 2-1 pitch, the runner goes from second. The throw down to third will not be in time. Green trails the play and moves down to second. As Cottle steals it. And once again, Coach Hall with the wheels in motion. And it's a 2-2 count as the pitch was a strike to Daniel. He swings and hits it in the air to left center. Campbell, though, is there from center field to make the catch and in the inning. But a break for the Hanley Tigers, a couple of errors, a double, a single, and two runs come home in the third. And Hanley now leads it 5-1 to one as we go to the bottom half of inning number three. Hey, Deshaun Davis, former linebacker for the Auburn Tigers for Robinson's Air Repair. With over 20 years of experience in the heating and cooling industry, Robinson's Air Repair has the knowledge to fix your system right the first time, guaranteed, with no guesswork needed. From service and repair to warranty work and installation, whatever you need, Robinson Air Repair has you covered. Give Robinson Air Repair a call today at 334-646-0154. Robinson's Air Repair, Alabama license number 08080. Husqvarna's end-of-season clearance sale is on, and it's time to get the best for less. You may not be celebrating the end of summer, but your local Husqvarna dealer is giving you a reason to smile. Pick up the latest innovations and get Husqvarna's legendary power and performance for less. Enjoy great savings on select inventory, expert advice, and superior service that will keep your Husqvarna equipment operating at peak performance all season long. Hurry in. This sale is on for a limited time at participating Husqvarna dealers. Visit Meadows Farm Equipment, 85 County Road 811 in Weedowie or MeadowsFarmEquipment.com. Five to one, our score. Hanley in the lead as we go to the bottom half of the third inning. And we were discussing that play at first base, the controversial call where they said the first baseman was off the bag that led to the second run of the inning for Hanley. 
And one thing that may have led the, uh, the first base umpire to make that call was the fact that the first baseman was not standing on top of the bag. If he was touching the bag with his foot, it was next to it, not on top of it. That was Autry's case that he was pleading, that he had his foot up against the bag. And he did kind of make a shuffle step and a step and a lunge, he or or extension to reach for the baseball, and that that's probably what it, what affected the umpire's call. Yeah, the combination I, of the the stretch and the position of his foot. Yeah. So a break for Hanley. They'll take it. It gives them an extra run in that inning, a two-run third. They lead it five to one. And Cottle will face the top. Of, nope. The two, three, four spots, excuse me, Handy, Campbell, and Corley do up. And that first pitch on the outside corner at the knees for strike one. Oh, and one to Handy. That one turns him away inside. That'll leave in the count at one and one. Cottle steps off. Now he's ready. Into the wind, 1-1 one, one to Handy. Low and away for ball two. Handy popped up his first time. He reached when Fetner lost it, dropped it out there in short. But Handy sort of going through the motions of a pop fly, had rounded second, expecting the ball to be caught. He got caught in a rundown and was retired. But he's got a 3-1 count right now. Cottle delivers. He swings at the 3-1 and fouls it back. Tim, we were talking last night to, as we were working on equipment, talking about potential game three uh, pitchers for Hanley today. Uh, Cottle on the man, a surprise to you? Not particularly. There was a group of two or three guys that could have been the guy as Handy laces a base hit into left field to lead off the third. Yeah, I mean, just based on the what happened in the first round series, we saw Mangrum come in as the third pitcher in relief in game number two against Montevallo. So it stood to reason that he would be in the mix. And, and talking to Coach Hall today, he is in the mix. If Cottle gets in trouble, Mangrum and Exum will probably be the guys that will come in. But he felt like Cottle, being the senior, may have had the composure to handle the situation. As the runner steals second, the throw gets into center field, but not far enough. And Handy with a stolen base. He's in scoring position with nobody out. So one ball, no strikes to Tylen Campbell with a runner in scoring position. Cottle delivers, bunt attempt is fouled back. That'll even the count at one and one. And Tim, I want to say something about the uh, umpires. I've noticed, uh, especially the home plate umpire, uh, these guys are working in unison as a team. Uh, in between pitches and everything, not only is he giving the ball strike count, but uh, they have some hand signals uh, talking about positions with runners on base and stuff. So uh, a very good job by the, this crew. 
One and one the count. The pitch is hit in the air to left. Pickers goes back and now circles under it and makes the catch for out number one. Handy, unable to advance on that fly ball to left. He's still at second now with one out here in the third. And you talk about the umpires. Uh, that play in the last half inning, probably the most controversial call we've had in this series. I, exactly. You, you feel good about a series when it's been officiated the way that it has and really not a whole lot of complaints from the fans during the game getting angry at the umpires. We haven't seen a lot of that in this series, and that's usually a sign of a, a well-officiated ball game. Swung on and tapped back to the mound. Cottle comes off. Makes the throw to first as his momentum carried him that way. Handy moves down to third on the play, but two outs now in the inning. The ball hit on a high chop on the first base side of the mound. Cottle, as I said, his momentum in his, of his delivery carried him in that direction. He just sort of kept going, fielded the ball and flipped to first. So two outs and Dawson Garcia, the pitcher at the plate with a runner at third. And Hanley leading it five to one. First pitch is up and outside for ball one to Garcia who walked his first time up. One of two walks in the game for Cottle. The 0-1 paints the corner at the knees, it's one and one. The 1-1 pitch went out there again. Checked the swing. The first base umpire says he did not go. And it's 2-1. The Hanley fans say, yeah, he did. <laughs> that was close. It I, was I, close. I'm not real sure. It and we close. definitely did, don't have an angle on that one. No, we don't. That one misses outside. It's 3-1. And, and you notice from Cottle, it's all fastballs. Yeah. And, and I – there's an explanation for that. And I'll tell you after this pitch, here's the 3-1. As that one misses high and away. And that's the third walk of the game. The inning continues. It'll be runners at the corners. And we're gonna get the courtesy runner now for Garcia. Again, it's Tucker. But talking to Coach Hall about Cottle and his stuff and the way that he's effective is the movement on the fastball, it doesn't repeat. There's things that he does out there with that fastball where it's not just the same pitch over and over. One, one time it'll tail into the right-hander. One time it'll cut away from the right-hander. Sometimes it'll dive. He has movement on that fastball. It's not a lot of velocity. He is, yes, throwing a fastball on every pitch, but it's not the same pitch every single time, and that's what makes him effective. And that one paints the corner. Called strike 0 and 1 to Hayden Terrell. So he has a variation of a two and a four seam fastball that does some different work. And sometimes it's not even on purpose. <laughs> That's what Coach Hall told me. Another good pitch in a perfect spot. And it's 0 and 2 to Terrell. And to, to finish your comment, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, it, and, and really, if the pitcher sometimes doesn't really know how his pitch is going to behave, how in the world can the hitter know as that one pops away 
The runner not able to come home from third. Good job by Green to get to that ball. And good job by Cottle to race home and cover the plate. Handy wisely stay put. Tucker, the runner at first, moves down to second. So second and third now, two outs. And a one-two count to Hayden Terrell. And that was great hustle by Green, as you said, and, and Cottle covering the plate. I think Cottle only took about three steps to get home. He's got some long strides. Here's the one-two pitch. Swung on and hit slowly towards third. Richardson's going to have to throw in a hurry. He does in time for out number three. And once again, Hanley leaves runners stranded in scoring position. They hold them scoreless in the third. We go to the top of the fourth, Hanley leading it five to one. Raybuck's Farm Supply, now open and serving all of Randolph County and surrounding areas. New inventory arriving daily. And with Mother's Day just around the corner, be sure to check us out for gift ideas for mom. A full service farm supply store, open Monday through Friday, seven until five and seven until three on Saturdays. Raybuck's Farm Supply. Our phone number is 256-449-2255. Our address, 23551 Highway 48 in Woodland. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Raybuck's Farm Supply, now open in Woodland. Since 1892, the Randolph Leader has been the local news source in Randolph County. You can find it all in the Randolph Leader, including local news, community events, and of course, high school sports. Get the Leader sent to your mailbox each week or subscribe to our e-edition by calling 334-863-2819 or visiting therandolphleader.com. Chances are someone you know is in the Leader this week. Subscribe today and find out who it is. Hanley leading at five to one as we go to the top of the fourth inning. And game number three between Hanley and Jackson, the second round playoff series here in class 4A. The opponent is determined. Mobile Christian awaiting the winner of this series. If Jackson wins, it'll be at that series will be at Mobile Christian. If Hanley wins, it'll be in Roanoke. Starting next Friday. Game time's already set. Are they? No, I'm asking. asking. No, I don't know about game. Obviously, whoever hosts that series will determine when the games are played, and we don't know who that will be yet. So, And Evan Cofield will lead things off in the fourth. Cofield one for two. He had a ground rule double that scored a run. He's got an RBI. And he faces Garcia for the third time here in the fourth inning. Swings at the first pitch, grounds it foul, left side. 0-1 to Cofield. That pitch fooled Evan a little bit. He thought it was going to break out on the outside part. It tailed back in on his hands. He fought it off. Here's the 0-1 pitch. That one is high, taken for a ball. One ball, one strike to the Hanley center fielder. He's played his position very well in this series. Has some good running catches out there. Hasn't really made any mistakes. He's made the routine plays. He's made some that were not so routine. Yeah, one, one yesterday he got to that, that he caught, ended up going to the ground, caught it below his knees, and had to go a long way to get it. But he fouled that one off. He's in a one-two count. Here comes the one-two pitch. He hits it sharply into left for a base hit. 
Cofield is on to lead off the fourth, and he is two for three on the afternoon. And Connor Bickers will be the hitter with Cofield at first. Nobody out. Hanley leading it five to one here in the fourth, looking to add to it. Bickers 0 for 2, he struck out twice. Cofield running on the first pitch. It's low and away, Roch can't handle it. And Cofield slides in safely with a stolen base. And Tim, one thing the Hanley batters have done, third time through the order, we saw it a little bit in the second time through the order, uh, facing Garcia. They're staying back on those pitches now. And we mentioned Bickers struck out twice. He's really gotten the best of of what Garcia has had to offer here. Some of Garcia's best pitches have come to Bickers. Location-wise, mixing things up. And let's see if Bickers can turn the tables on him here. He fouled that one off. It's one and one now to the Hanley left fielder. Runner at second, nobody out. Single and a stolen base for Evan Cofield to lead things off here in the fourth. Called strike, outside corner. Bickers has a look for the umpire. A look of disbelief. But it's one and two. Now the count. Here is the one, two. Bickers takes low. That'll even it up in two and two. And Tim, one thing we talked about, and we talked about Evan Cofield's speed on the base pass, it, it seems that some of the most productive handling innings is when Evan has been able to get on base. He puts a lot of pressure because he's, he's subject to steal second and third. Swung on and fouled off right side by Bickers. He stays alive. Well, yeah, we definitely saw that from Cofield yesterday at the start of the game. He was hit by a pitch to start the game. Stole a base, came around to score. Came up in the second inning, drew a walk, stole two more bases, got to third, came around to score, and that really set the tone. They were up, by the time the second inning was done, Hanley was leading seven to nothing. And we've said it a couple of times on the air, but Cofield was right in the middle of that. Uh, well, you know, when you have a base runner that's got Evan speed and, and the potential to steal any base, it, it it's in the pitcher's mind, it's in the catcher's mind, and it's in the middle infielder's mind. And, you know, so now they got something else to think about. 3-2 pitches fouled off. Bickers has emptied the umpire's <laughs> reserve of baseballs. He has to go over to Coach Dorman and get some more. Bickers will see another 3-2 pitch. Garcia comes set, looks back at Cofield. Now the 3-2. Called strike three. Bickers can't believe it. On the corner at the knees, and once again, Garcia hits the location, and once again, it's Bickers who falls victim to it. The hat trick for Bickers, his third strikeout, the first out of the inning here in the fourth. And, Tim, we, we've talked about it a lot for major league pitchers, Glavin and Maddox. When you're painting the corners and working an area and you're consistently doing that, you're going to get those close calls. So Calhoun now the hitter. 
Tofield takes off and it's hit back up the middle. Pass handy and in the center field, that's gonna score a run. Garrett Calhoun comes through with an RBI single in the fourth and Hanley leads it six to one. Calhoun now three for three. And there, the speed on the bases as Cofield breaks it. You know, we, we can beat a dead horse here, but but uh, it, it works. Yeah, he might have scored anyway on that one, but the fact that he was in motion made it a no-doubt RBI for Calhoun. And Calhoun's at first now with one out. Fetner shows bunt and fouls it back to the backstop for strike one. Well, Evan was in motion on that play, and uh, shortstop moved, and that cost him probably getting an out. Yeah, Handy moved sort of towards the bag at second and then had to turn against his momentum to try to field that ball. Pitch is taken low. They throw back behind Calhoun at first, and he gets back safely. Pitch in the dirt, as I said, that evens the count at one and one to Ty Fetner, who's one for two. He had a base hit and an RBI in the third and came around to score the fifth run of the ball game in that inning. The one-one gets away from Roch. Calhoun's going to go down to second. Fettner, who scored on that play where they said he was off the bag at first. That was the run that he scored. So two and one the count. The pitch bounces up there again. It's three and one. Fettner's been showing bunt this whole time. But we mentioned this yesterday. Fettner, a sophomore in his first year as a full-time starter at the varsity level. But he has a very good command of the strike zone. He knows... He's a very disciplined hitter. What's a ball, what's a strike, and he knows when to lay off and when not to. He lays down the bunt, and it's going to be a tough play for Garcia. He's not going to make it. The throw goes up the right field line. Calhoun's going to score. Fettner down to second. Seven to one, Hanley leads it. A perfect bunt by Ty Fettner. He would have beaten it anyway. It was going to be an infield hit. The throw compounded. The issue allowed the run to score, allowed Fettner to get down to second. And when he pushed the bunt down the third baseline, the spin on it was taking it toward foul territory, but it wasn't close. The third baseman was going to have to make the play. And with Fetner's speed, like you said, Tim, he was going to easily beat that out. And the error will be charged to Garcia on the throw. And I believe it was Terrell, the second baseman, that was covering the bag at first. But he could not get the glove on it. Seven to one our score. Two runs in. Here in the fourth, Fetner down at second, still only one out. Swung on, hit right off the end of the bat, back to the mound. Fetner will move to third. Richardson thrown out at first. The throw pulled Autry into the baseline, but and a little bit of a collision there. But Richardson is retired for out number two. And Fetner down to third, as I said, he stands there with two outs now and Jake Cottle at the plate. 
Cottle has been in the lineup in two of the three games and is, they've yet to get him out. Swung on and popped foul straight back. He went two for two with a walk in the first game. He had a base hit in his first at bat and reached on an error his last time up. Officially one for two, but they haven't retired him yet. And he can really help his cause right here. Another potential big two out run waiting down at third. The Cottle fouls off another one and he's behind in the count 0 and 2. And Garcia, when he's gotten ahead like this, is when he's made some of his best pitches. Those low and away outside corner at the knees type pitches. Let's see if he goes back to that spot. That's where Roch is setting up. He does try to go there, but he misses. And it's one and two. One ball, two strikes, two outs, two runs in, a runner at third. Hanley leading at seven to one here in the fourth. The one, two, hit slowly towards third. Pickens has to charge, set his feet, make the throw. Not in time, Cottle beat it. Another run comes home and it's eight to one. An infield single for Jake Cottle and an RBI. Cottle's two for three. What'd you think, Adam? Safe or out? It was close. It was close. <laughs> he, I, I thought the umpire was going to signal that he, he came off the bag, but it, it was a bang-bang play. So the inning continues. Pitch is low and away to Exum. One ball, no strikes. But this game is setting the same tone that game two of yesterday did for the Tigers. Hanley has been the aggressor. They've been the team that has taken the fight to Jackson so far. And that shows up in the score as the Tigers lead it eight to one. Exum rips one to left. And Corley leaps and misses the ball. Cottle's gonna score, he was running on the pitch. Exum rounds second. The throw's gonna come into third. There's gonna be a play and he is gonna be out. But the run comes home. Cottle scores run number nine on the error in left by Corley. A four-run fourth inning. And we'll go to the bottom half of inning number four, Hanley leading at nine to one. For custom-made-to-order products for your home or business, check out the Old Station Etching and Engraving in Woodland. Wooden signs for your home, personalized tumblers with your business's or favorite team's logo, and so much more. If it can be personalized, you can count on the creative team at the Old Station for affordable customizing with a quick turnaround. That's the Old Station Etching and Engraving, part of Heron Monument and Memorial. 124 Woodland Drive in downtown Woodland. 256-610-3557. The Car Clinic, Main Street, downtown Roanoke. Their motto, you paying, we spraying. Open seven days a week, 9 a.m. until the last car is gone. Get your car, truck, or SUV cleaned by the professionals at the Car Clinic on Main Street in Roanoke. Make your ride look like it just came off the showroom floor. Seven days a week, you paying, we spraying from the Car Clinic. And we will get a new pitcher for Hanley here to start the bottom of the fourth inning. Jake Cottle, his day on the mound is done. 
The new pitcher is number 19 right-hander Blayton Mangrum. Mangrum making his 18th appearance of the season. He's got a 3-0 record. Excuse me, 3-1 is the record. A 3.91 ERA, 27 strikeouts, 13 walks, and 34 innings pitched. Behind uh, Whaley and Richardson, Mangrum has been the most used pitcher and most often in relief as he is right now. He was very effective in game two of the first round series against Montevallo. Mangrum came on in a five to five ball game, shut him down over the final two and a third innings and was the winning pitcher in that 10 to five victory. And he's in charge of preserving an eight run lead for Hanley. He faces Autry who takes a big cut, comes up empty and it's 0-1 to Cooper Autry, who drew a walk his first time up. Swing and a miss, it's 0-2. The 0-2 pitch from Mangrum, and good piece of hitting there by Autry. Fouled it off with a defensive swing to stay alive. We've seen some big cuts by Autry. That was not one of them. That was a, see another pitch swing. Here's that other pitch and he pops it up. Fettner has called for it out at short and he makes the catch for out number one in the fourth. I was watching how quick Mangrum was working. He was getting the ball back, getting his sign and he was ready, he was ready to deliver. And you can only imagine with momentum on Hanley's side, uh, they're wanting to get this one done and uh, hit that bus and, and get back to the house. Have that celebratory ride home. Still got some work to do. Line shot to Fetner. It hops over him and into left for a base hit. That one was hit hard on a line. That first hop jumped up in the air and right over Fetner's head. Anybody that's been watching uh, on the video, you've seen some wicked balls hit and, and take some wicked hops on them, and, and that's just another example. And there is a, a slight upward slope from home plate out towards the field that this field has. It's not pronounced, but if you rolled a pin down from second base, it would roll towards home plate. As the bunt is laid down and the throw is not made, to first, the runners will be at first and third with nobody out. So Pickens with the base hit, Keyshawn Taylor trying to get him over. But Mangrum threw high to Calhoun at first. He couldn't handle the throw. And they're at the corners with one out. And he just rushed the throw a little bit. First baseman had to go upstairs and couldn't come up with it. Yeah, he had time, a good throw gets him. So first and third, one out, top of the order now, Merida the hitter. He shows bunt, fouls it back to the screen. Trailing by eight runs. The Aggies still trying to bunt him over. 
No one for Mangum. Runner goes from first. It's popped up. Mangum's going to make the catch, throw to first for the double play. The runner has to hold at third because that's the end of the inning. <laughs> it's a three, three it's an inning ending double play. Just what the doctor that's ordered. Right. And, and boy, the emotion on the Hanley side. Yes, a celebration out of the dugout as Mangum makes up for the air. Gets the double play to end the fourth, and we'll go to inning number five, Hanley leading it 9-1. to one. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Alabama. This message presented by the Alabama High School Athletic Association and the Alabama High School Athletic Directors and Coaches Association. No matter what your financial situation is, planning for your financial future can seem daunting or even impossible. Effectively planning for retirement, education, or leaving a legacy requires experience and expertise. Fortunately, the Knowles Group has been helping families in Randolph County get on the right financial track for more than 20 years. We are deeply rooted in the community and will work hard to help you meet your goals. To ask any questions or to set an appointment, reach out to Danny Knowles at 205-414-7459 today. Knowles Group, 2100 B Southbridge Parkway, Suite 650, Birmingham, Alabama, 35209. Securities offered through Sage Point Financial Incorporated, SPF member FINRASIPC. SPF is a separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of SPF. Top of the fifth inning, Hanley in control, 9-1 to one our score. And a new pitcher for the Jackson Aggies, moving over from first base, Cooper Autry. Autry. Making his ninth appearance on the mound. He's got a one and two record of 4.44 ERA and 17 and a third innings pitched. 18 walks, nine hit batsmen, so control could be an issue for Autry. He's also struck out 19 in those 17 and a third. And he'll face the eight, nine, one spots in the order for Hanley. The Tigers in control right now, leading at nine to one and looking to reach round three if they can close this one out. Bunt is laid down. They're gonna make Autry field his position. He throws two first in time. Good play for out number one. A good bunt by Green. He was bunting for a base hit, obviously leading off the inning. But Autry came off the mound and made a good play. And Green with a head first slide down into first base. Made it really close. So defensively now, as that pitch is swung on a hit out to second, Terrell has it on a couple of hops. He flips to first in time to get Hayden Daniel. Two quick outs here in the fifth. That's Corley over at first now. Garcia has moved to third from the mound. And in left is Tucker. And a call strike to Cofield. Here's the 0-1 pitch. He swings and fouls it out of play. Autry, the left-hander. A little bit of a different look. And Cofield's down in the count 0 and 2. 
The 0-2 pitch sails wide. It's one and two now to Cofield, who has had a good day. Two for three, a double, a single, a stolen base, an RBI, a run scored. Here's the one-two. Call strike three at the knees outside corner. Autry gets them one, two, three in the fifth. We go to the bottom half of inning number five. Hanley still leading it nine to one. A story of tradition eclipsing 100 years, a foundation of success. At Southern Union State Community College, we help students create their own future. Whether you plan to enter the workforce, transfer to a four-year university, or take on specialized medical training, Southern Union provides the binding of the book. You just have to fill in the pages. Register for summer term now. Visit suscc.edu for more information. Let Southern Union help you write your story of success. Hello, I'm Chad Jones, President and CEO of First Bank of Alabama. Here at First Bank of Alabama, we've served local communities since 1848. We're proud to be your community bank. For over 170 years, we've been proactive with our products and services to offer a technologically advanced banking experience. The best part of First Bank of Alabama is our people. Our people are your neighbors, your customers, your volunteers, your banking professional. We're happy to be in your community and look forward to you stopping by one of our local branches. Come see us at First Bank of Alabama. We're your first. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Bottom half of inning number five. Hanley leading Jackson nine to one. The two, three, four spots in the order due up for the Aggies. And the second inning of work for Hanley reliever Blayton Mangrum. And after the defensive changes in the top half of this inning, the only change in the lineup, Ethan Tucker, the new left fielder, will bat in the number eight spot for Jalen Pickens. Everything else is just defensive changes. The positions in the batting order remain the same. As Handy fouls off the first pitch. He's behind in the count 0-1. He had a solid base hit his last time up. One for two on the afternoon. The one pitch. That one was up and hit a long way to left. Bickers looks up and it's out of here. A home run for Kyle Handy, his fifth of the season. And that cuts the lead to nine to two. A belt high fastball that had the middle of the plate. And Handy stomps on home. Let's out a little frustration. He didn't miss it. Gave it a ride into the green out there beyond left field. Yeah, he stayed back on that one. And like you said, Tim, <laughs> the only description of he didn't miss. And the good news with that, with an eight-run lead, now a seven-run lead, nobody on base for the home run. It stings, but... The damage is limited for Hanley. As Campbell swings and misses at the first pitch, it's 0-1. Takes outside. That'll even the count of one ball, one strike to Tylen Campbell. Center fielder's one for two. He had a base hit in the first and came around to score a run. He hits a pop over short. That's going to get over Fetner. And Cofield will pick it up and throw it back in. 
But back-to-back -back hits to start the fifth for the Aggies. And Fetner came amazingly close to making a great play on that. Laid out toward uh, left center field, and he was the only one that was going to have an opportunity to get it. So Corley will be the hitter. Nobody out. A run in on the handy home run. A runner at first. That runner goes. That ball is hit into shallow right. Exum coming in. He's going to make the catch. They're going to throw to first and double off the runner. And that's two outs here in the fifth. Another fly ball double play. And a timeout called by the field umpire. There's going to be a discussion among the umpires about something. <laughs> the coach said he said blue, not Luke. Luke, Luke Corley had turned as if he was being called to be a part of that. And, Tim, I have no idea what they're going to call here. Uh, some sort of interference, some, maybe. Some sort of interference, exactly. He called it immediately. He was holding his hands up as soon as the ball was caught, and he told the runner to stay at second base. He was pointing. So I have no clue what the call is going to be. Well, yeah, Campbell has stayed at second base. The catch was made and right by Exum. The throw came back to first. They were going to double him off. If it is interference, they would award him the base. And Tyler Hall, Hanley head coach, is out to get an explanation. And I can tell you, the, the end of the story is he's going to remain at second base and the out's going to count. So instead of two outs, there's going to be one. And, and the only thing I can think of would be is, is one of the fielders got in the way of Campbell as he was trying to turn around and get back to first. Somewhere along his, his path on the bases, he must have run into one of the Hanley fielders and haul out to tell his guys what, what happened or maybe even ask them what happened, maybe confirm what the umpires are saying. And another possibility just to explain to them what, what the umpire told them they did wrong. Correct. That's a possibility as well. And the umpire out there with them may be trying to help explain as well. Yeah. A little coaching right in the middle of a playoff game. And not much argument from Coach Hall. He he, he must have been he, – he's probably not happy, but – Satisfied at least with the, the explanation. Maybe not doesn't agree with it, but – So the runner stays at second base. And we're, we haven't – I don't even know if there is a signal for interference, so there's no way that we can confirm that that's what it is. But there is one out in the inning. So the catch was made. Corley is retired on the fly ball to right. Campbell reaches second on the, the defensive interference. That's what we're going to assume is the call. And <laughs> Dawson Garcia will be the hitter. So resetting the stage here, a run in on the home run. The score is nine to two. There's one out in the inning. Tylen Campbell is the runner at second. And Dawson Garcia at the plate. And Garcia calls time. Mangrum comes set, looks back at Campbell at second. Long look, now he 
Gives another look. Now he comes home, and that one swung off, swung on, and fouled off into the Aggie dugout. And actually, a good play by the on deck batter. Caught it on one hop, threw it back in. That's right. <laughs> That's second baseman Terrell. Hey, Tim, what is it about when we get together and call a game? If it could happen, it will happen. Some very unusual developments. The 0 1 pitch bounces up there. Good block by Green to keep it in front. Runner not able to advance. That was a great job by Green. He smothered the ball, kept it out in front, actually knocked it all the way back into the to the grass between he and Mangrum. One ball, one strike now to Dawson Garcia, who's walked both times he came up. Prior to this, he hits it right off the cap of the bat and spins it over towards the Hanley dugout. And it's one ball, two strikes now to Garcia. Garcia was the starting pitcher, but he has since moved over to third base. Pitch is hit out towards second. Daniel takes it on a couple of hops, throws to first for the sure out, and gets Garcia by a couple of steps. That's two outs here in the fifth. Campbell down to third, on the grounder to second. And watching Daniel play out there yesterday, you, you called him the human vacuum cleaner. But uh, he is as sure-handed as, as you want. He's a prototypical second baseman. He got, got down on one knee, smothered the ball, made the throw. And that and that's what Hanley needed right there was to get one out. Now you're one out away from getting out of the inning. Mangrum starts with a strike right through there to Hayden Terrell, and it's 0-1. Terrell 0 for 2. He's flied to center and grounded to third. The 0-1 from Mangrum, chased and hit foul. A high pitch that Terrell went after and trickled foul down third, and it's 0-2. Definitely a swing on a on a ball that was up in the zone, and maybe even out, out of the zone. zone. Yeah. The 0-2 swing and a miss, strike three. Mangrum gets out of it, giving up just the one run, the leadoff home run to Kyle Handy. He leaves another runner stranded at third. And we'll go to the sixth inning. Hanley leading at nine to two. Where can you get good neighborhood service and surprisingly great insurance rates? At State Farm, because State Farm agent Ken Seifert is your one-stop shop in Roanoke and Randolph County for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around. State Farm agent Ken Seifert is ready to help. Call 334-863-2610 for your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Win or lose, the name of the game is sportsmanship in the Alabama High School Athletic Association, excuse me, education-based high school athletics. The lesson learned on the court and in the bleachers, good sports are winners no matter what the score is. Support high school athletics with good sportsmanship, a public service message from the Alabama High School Athletic Association. Tim, Matt Knight listening in uh, to us again today. He thought he's going to have to make a trip down here last night. Yeah, Matt, (laughs) devoted 
helper of iSchool Sports <laughs> Network. He couldn't go to bed last night on his birthday, nonetheless, <laughs> right? Without making sure we were set up and ready to go for this afternoon and mission accomplished, everything up and running today. And all in while he was doing one of his other jobs as well. He, he right. got a, he got a call on that too. So, uh, but Matt, yeah, Matt, we appreciate you. We were up. Uh, the troubleshooting uh, all the uh, stuff last night in, in the hotel room to uh, the wee hours of this morning. They don't make them like Matt Knight anymore. And then Lon chimed in this morning and uh, made sure that we were all good to go. And I think Lon's probably listening. Uh, Catherine's got him and the boys working today. And we're all, all the while we're sitting here watching baseball, doing what we love, calling a ball game, and sitting out getting a suntan. <laughs> <laughs> Hope y'all are enjoying your day. Eat your hearts out. <laughs> <laughs> and Hanley's winning, and that makes it all the much more enjoyable. As the Tigers lead at 9-2 to two as we get ready to start the sixth inning, Connor Bickers to lead things off. Takes high for ball one against Cooper Autry, who got him 1-2-3 in his first inning of work in the fifth. Autry ready to go with the 1-0. Here it is. That one's high as well. Bickers. A lot of guys have had a lot of fun at the plate today, but Bickers is not one of them. 0 for 3 with three strikeouts. But he can change that with one swing of the bat. Takes low for ball three. He's got the count stacked in his favor, 3 and 0. And the Hanley student section is not densely populated, but they're very vocal. And their chant was ball four, ball four, ball four. As Bickers <laughs> threw strike one, or took strike one, excuse me, from Autry. Three and one now is the count. Here it is the pitch. Low and in, oh, called strike. Bickers can't catch a break. That pitch was at the corner, inside, at the knees. Bickers had thrown the bat and was ready to go down to first. Now he's back in there waiting for the 3-2 pitch. Here it is. That one is ball four. And now he throws the bat, and now he reaches base. So Bickers on with the leadoff walk here in the sixth. And Garrett Calhoun, who's been everything you hope your number three hitter would be. He's three for three. Two singles, a double, an RBI, two runs scored. Calhoun, as hot as this May sun this afternoon. Pitch is high to Calhoun. It's 1-0. and Bickers, like just about everybody in this Hanley lineup, can and will steal a base if given the opportunity. Swung on and fouled off by... Calhoun, that'll even the count at one and one. Bickers nine out of 12 in the stolen base department this season. I believe he had one yesterday, he did. So 10 for 13, that updated number. He draws a throw and gets back to first safely. Bickers at first, nobody out. And hit off the fist of Calhoun. It trickles past the pitcher. And the throw to first will not be in time. 
Autry stumbled a little bit coming off the mound, trying to field that slow roller. It got past him. Handy had to make a running throw from short, and Calhoun beat it out. Yep, that was an infield hit all the way. In my book, anyway. Yeah, it's it, after Autry stumbled a little bit, it, it became not a routine play. So Calhoun four for four. Bickers down to second. Pitches, bounces away from Roch. The runners will move up. Not that bad of a pitch, but it was off the location. Roch was set up inside. The pitch was outside. He had to reach across, and it popped off his mitt, rolled away, and the runners move up. So second and third now, nobody out here in the sixth. And a 1-0 count to Ty Fenton, who pops up the bunt, and it's going to fall. Autry took too much time. And Calhoun was in no man's land, but no play is made anywhere. I guess that's a bunt hit. That's a bunt hit. Autry came off the mound. I thought he was going to make a play and throw Fetner out at first. But by the time he picked it up, Fetner had beat it out. So the bases are loaded. Nobody out. Brantley Richardson at the plate, and he could bust this one wide open. Hanley already leading, leading by seven. Nine to two the score. The infield comes in for the Aggies. They're gonna try to get the force play at home on a ground ball to the infield. But Richardson has taken a couple of high ones and he's ahead in the count two and zero. Oh. The outfield's still playing normal depth. Swung on and grounded foul up third. And that'll put the count at two and one to Richardson. And Tim, that was a case. He was just out in front of it. Rolled, it was outside, and he rolled over on it. Like you said, you're going to go. You're going to roll over, or you're going to pop it up. Richardson 0 for three officially. He reached on an error and scored a run in the second. Swings and fouls it straight back. That'll even the count at two and two. Richardson had four hits in the two games yesterday. Looking for his first one here today. This would be a wonderful time for it with the bases loaded, nobody out here in the sixth. The 2-2 pitch, he rips it in the left. One run will score for sure. Calhoun rounds third, he will score. The throw comes home, but there will not be a play. Richardson down to second and it's 11-2. Hanley leads it. A two-run single for Brantley Richardson. Bickers and Calhoun's come, Calhoun come home. Fetner all the way around to third. And Richardson down to second as the throw came to the plate. And that was a great piece of hitting with uh, Brantley with the infield drawn in. Hit it right in the, gap, or the hole between short and third. And uh, you just knew it was going to be two runs. And, and they got that one run back and added one now. 11-2, Hanley leads it, still nobody out. Runners second and third, called strike. On the corner at the knees to Jake Cottle, 0-1. Cottle two for three. Couple of singles, couple of runs scored. He's got an RBI. Takes high for ball one. One ball, one strike. 
And if you're wondering why Cottle's still in the lineup after being removed from the pitching mound, I'll tell you after this pitch, he takes a call strike, and it's one and two. Cottle in the starting lineup listed as a pitcher DH, so he has slid in to the designated hitter position and keeps his spot in the lineup after Mangrum came on as a pitcher. Cottle swings and misses, strikes out. It's the first time they've got him out in this series. And that's out number one in the sixth. So runner still at second and third, one out now. And Allen Exum the hitter. He takes high for ball one. Swings and hits a grounder to third. Garcia has it, looks the runner back, throws to first. Good job by Garcia. That's how you're taught to play that. And he executed it perfectly, threw Exum out. And now there's two outs in the inning. And Wiley Green will be the hitter. 0 for 2 with a sacrifice bunt. Green swings and hits one in the air to left center pretty deep. Going back out there is Tucker, but he makes a good running catch just shy of the fence. And that will end the inning, but Hanley adds to the lead. They get two runs on the bait on a two-run single by Brantley Richardson. And we will go to the bottom of the sixth inning. Hanley leading at 11 to 2. Save every day at WM Grocery. Super Tuesday features a 10% discount on your total purchase to those 55 or older with certain restrictions. WM Grocery with catering services offered at all locations. A bakery and a deli too. In the meat department every day, the pick five for just $19.99. A full-time butcher available for freshly cut meats at WM Grocery. Be sure to watch for the double deal of the week every day. Low prices from WM Grocery. H&M Drugs, where we know you by name, is Wadawi's hometown pharmacy. For over 40 years, we've been taking care of the community with fast, friendly service. H&M Drugs accepts most insurance plans, offers a full line of vaccinations, and durable medical equipment like wheelchairs, beds, lift chairs, diabetic shoes, oxygen, and more. Don't forget to check out our newly redone gift department, where we offer free gift wrapping. We are open Monday through Friday, 8 until 6, and Saturday, 8 until 4. H&M Drugs, 146 Village Lane with Dowie, Alabama. We go to the bottom of the sixth inning. It's been all Hanley here in game number three. The Tigers lead it 11 to two. They're six outs away from advancing to round three in the class 4A state playoffs. If they do so, they'll take on Mobile Christian, the top, top ranked re team in the state. <laughs> Easy for me to say. The top-ranked team in the state, Mobile Christian, would come to Roanoke for that third-round series starting next weekend. But Hanley's got to take care of business, preserve this 11-2 lead. If the ball in the hands of Blayton Mangrum for his third inning of work. He'll face the bottom third of the order. Autry, Tucker, and Taylor do up. Autry swings through the first one, and it's 0-1. Autry started the game at first base. He's now the pitcher. 
Takes low and away. About leaving the count at one ball, one strike. 0 for 1. Officially today for Autry, he drew a walk, and he punches one out towards third. Richardson cuts it off, sets his feet, makes the throw in plenty of time for out number one. Autry went the other way with it, but Richardson showed the range and threw him out. One down in the sixth. And Ethan Tucker will bat for the first time today. Tucker came on as a defensive substitution when they made the pitching change. Pitch to him is low and away for ball one. Tucker's had a good series. He started both games yesterday. Went one for one, drew three walks. And he hits a sharp ball to Richardson. Richardson knocks it down and throws wild. It gets all the way to the fence, but not far enough for Tucker to advance beyond first. And again, Tucker performs well at the plate, a hard hit ball. That'll be an infield single in my book. Yeah, it was gonna be a tough play. And Riley did a great job knocking it down, picking up, uh, it kind of rushed his throw a little bit, but I don't know that he was gonna get him. So I said Riley, I meant Brantley. Brantley. I meant Brantley. That's right, Brantley Richardson down there at third. So Tucker at first with one out here in the sixth. Keyshawn Taylor, the number nine hitter in the order at the plate, a throw over to first. Tucker dives back. Taylor 0 for 1, he's reached on an error. Takes high for ball one. The 1-0 pitch, hit in the air to center. Cofield moves to his right towards left field and makes the catch for out number two. And back to the top of the order for Jared Merida. With two outs and a runner at first. Here in the bottom of the sixth, Hanley leading at 11 to two. The Tigers got three in the second, two in the third, four in the fourth. Added two more in the sixth. It's been constant offense for Hanley in this third and deciding game. Pitch from Mangrum bounces to Merida. And it's one ball, no strikes to the Aggie leadoff man. Merida 0 for 3. He's grounded out, fly to center, and hit it to a pop fly that turned into a double play back in the fourth. Swings and hits it sharply past third and into the corner and left. The runners are on the move. Tucker is going to be waved around third. The throw is going to be rocketed to Ward home over everybody from Bickers out there, but not in time. And the run scores. It's 11-3. 
A double by Merida. With two outs. Tucker comes around to score. And that'll bring up Kyle Handy, who homered his last time up. Mangrum grooved a fastball about belt high, and Handy launched it into the trees and left. Two outs, runner at second, a run in, the runner goes. The pitch is popped up on the infield. The catcher, Green, has called for it, makes the catch right in front of the plate. That's out number three in the sixth. The Aggies get a run, but Hanley will bat in the seventh, leading it 11 to three. Hey folks, let me tell you about Farm Boys Cafe in Roanoke. Open 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday, serving breakfast all day long. Specializing in our smoked meats, barbecue, barbecue chicken, pork ribs, and meatloaf. Daily specials Monday through Friday. Everything a la carte. Sides are all a dollar each. A family-owned and operated business offering free delivery of two or more orders. Don't forget the wings, hot or mild, only 50 cents each. Farm Boys Cafe, 1037 Main Street in Roanoke. Call in or text your order to 832-580-3581. The grass is growing, and it's the best time of year to get a new zero-turn mower from Husqvarna. Husqvarna zero-turns can tackle any job with commercial quality and professional performance. Wide-cutting decks, high-cutting speeds, and durable construction are great reasons to choose Husqvarna. But there's more. Now, we're offering new warranties of up to five years, low monthly payment financing that makes choosing a Husqvarna zero-turn mower better than ever. Visit Meadows Farm Equipment at 85 County Road 811, Widawi, Alabama, or online at www.meadowsfarmequipment.com. 11-3 our score. Hanley leads it. Top of the seventh. The Tigers will bat for what they hope is the last time in this series. And take a ride to the house and get ready for round three. For round three. And Tim, a lot of folks uh, listening to us uh, here this afternoon. Shout out to everybody. Thank you for uh, listening to uh, Playoff Baseball here on the iSchool Sports Network. Uh, Sheriff Cofield sitting to my right listening to us. It's always kind of neat when uh, people in the uh, uh, that are sitting here with us uh, are listening uh, to the broadcast as well, and they're watching the game in person. Yes, very thankful for all of our listeners, all of those watching as well. Here on High School Sports Network in the NFHS. As Hayden Daniel leads things off here in the seventh, he takes the ball. It's 1-0 against Cooper Autry. Swung on and hit out towards short. Handy gobbles it up. Crow hop, and the throw comes out of the glove of Corley. A low throw. Corley couldn't handle it. And Hayden Daniel reaches on the error. Well, what do I always say, Adam? More is better. More is better. That's exactly right. They can keep on scoring if they want to. Evan Cofield is a hitter. Hayden Daniel draws the throw. Dives back to first. Cofield two for four. A single, a double, an RBI, a run scored, a stolen base. Takes outside for ball two. It's 81 degrees here, about 90 on the concrete where we're sitting. (laughs) And not uncomfortable. 
A very pleasant 81 as there's a high fly ball to left. It's going to tail foul. Just missed extra bases. Again, Cofield turned on one. He got a ground rule double in that direction back in the second inning where he hit one a long way and it bounced up over the fence off of that advertising facade out there. But that's the first strike to Cofield in this at bat. Here's the 2-1 and he rips it past third and into left for his third hit of the afternoon. A solid single for Cofield. He's three for five. Padding that batting average. Hayden Daniel down to second. Nobody out here in the seventh. And Connor Bickers will be the hitter. Bickers 0 for 3 with a walk. And came around and scored a run after that walk in the sixth. Takes outside for ball one. Runners get their leads. Daniel from second. Cofield from first. Pitch to Bickers is high. It's 2-0. and oh. 11-3. Hanley leading at top of the seventh. Trying to add to that lead. And then turn around and get three more outs and close this one out. Pitch is low to Bickers. It's 3-0. Here's the 3-0, taken high, a four-pitch walk, and the bases are loaded. An error, a base hit, a walk, and there's a Tiger at every base. Infield comes in now. This was the same situation. An inning ago when Richardson had a base hit. See if Calhoun can do the same thing. Bases loaded, nobody out, infield in. Calhoun takes a called strike. That evens the count. The first pitch to him was out of the zone. It's one and one now to Garrett Calhoun. Talking about having a good day. Calhoun, four for four. Three singles, a double, two runs scored, an RBI. Takes high for ball two. Two balls, one strike to the Hanley first baseman. The 2-1 pitch misses low. It's 3-1. And for Autry and the Aggies, it's a test of your concentration in this situation. you got to believe. As that pitch misses up and in, it's a bases loaded walk. Calhoun drives home another run. It's 12 to three. Tim, in your playing days, do you like to get RBIs like that? I'll take them any way I can get them. <laughs> any way I can get them. But talking about Autry and he's gonna get a visit from his coach. This is a, this is a tough situation for them. It's. 
you're down nine runs. The game is in the waning stages. You know a comeback is improbable at best. And it's hard to perform under those circumstances, especially for guys that are seniors that know that this could very well be the last time they take a field in a high school uniform. And it's a deserved time of celebration for Hanley, but the other side is the opposite side of that coin, and a pitching change is going to be made. We'll tell you about who it is when we take a break. Come back right after this. Raybuck's Farm Supply, now open and serving all of Randolph County and surrounding areas. New inventory arriving daily, and with Mother's Day just around the corner, be sure to check us out for gift ideas for mom. A full-service farm supply store, open Monday through Friday, 7 until 5, and 7 until 3 on Saturdays. Raybuck's Farm Supply. Our phone number is 256-449-2255. Our address, 23551 Highway 48 in Woodland. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Raybuck's Farm Supply, now open in Woodland. Since 1892, the Randolph Leader has been the local news source in Randolph County. You can find it all in the Randolph Leader, including local news, community events, and of course, high school sports. Get the Leader sent to your mailbox each week or subscribe to our e-edition by calling 334-863-2819 or visiting therandolphleader.com. Chances are someone you know is in the Leader this week. Subscribe today and find out who it is. The new pitcher is Hayden Terrell, the man who has played second base throughout this series up to this point. For Terrell, it's his seventh appearance on the mound this season, a 319 ERA, a record of three and one, 15 and a third innings pitched, 12 hits allowed, 17 strikeouts, just five walks. So Terrell's got some pretty decent numbers, and he's out there to try to get some outs here. In the seventh, Tucker. I think I can follow the defensive rotation here. Tucker moves from left to catcher. Corley moves from first to left. And it's probably... Your mind and wheels are turning. I can see that in the look on your face. And it's probably uh, Pickens that comes back in to play second. No. Merida. Number 11? No, four. Four? Who was, okay. was the DH? So Merida hasn't played the field yet so they they lose the dh by putting him at second and with tucker moving behind the plate roch comes out so that that accounts for everybody so the lineup won't change the batting lineup won't the only man that's out of the lineup is roch who is being hit for anyway Tucker put to the test behind the plate on that first pitch from Terrell. Just resetting the stage here. Base is loaded, nobody out. Ty Fetner at the plate for Hanley. He pops it up. That should be the infield fly rule. And, and it's that, been called. That has been called. Handy goes ahead and makes the catch, but Fetner is retired. 
And that's the first out in the seventh. So everybody stays put on the base paths. Calhoun at first, Bickers at second, Cofield at third. A run already in here in the seventh. Hamley leads it 12 to three and Richardson at the plate. The infield stays in. Richardson, big cut, didn't get it. He was out in front and it's 0-1. The 0-1 pitch up and in. It's 1-1 one one now to Richardson. I don't know where that breeze is coming from, but I wish we had just a little bit more of it. Oh, what that sound is. What is that sound? Swung on and hit in the air to left. Corley is out there. He comes in, and did he catch it? Yes. He made the catch. The runner's tag, and they are going to tag Bickers out coming over from second. The run does score from third, but that's the third out in the inning, and it's 13-3. Hanley leads it as we go to the bottom of the seventh. The Tigers three outs away from a series victory. Have you tried the Chuck House in downtown Wadley? Well, they're open and ready to serve. You can call in your order or dine in at the Chuck House. Large or small barbecue sandwiches, fried or grilled chicken sandwiches, or the famous Chuck House burger. Barbecue plates, chicken tender plates, and try one of the baskets, too. Check out the appetizers as well. So whether you're coming into town for a Southern Union game or you're just hungry, come on over to the Chuck House, 201 Main Street, downtown Wadley. Phone number 256-914-1030. Let them know the iSchool Sports Guys sent you by. They're open Wednesday and Thursday, 11 to 7, and Friday and Saturdays, 11 to 8. For custom-made-to-order products for your home or business, check out the Old Station Etching and Engraving in Woodland. Wooden signs for your home, personalized tumblers with your business's or favorite team's logo, and so much more. If it can be personalized, you can count on the creative team at the Old Station for affordable customizing with a quick turnaround. That's the Old Station Etching and Engraving, part of Heron Monument and Memorial. 124 Woodland Drive in downtown Woodland, 256-610-3557. That would be my luck, Tim. I know we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Hanley three outs away, as Adam said during the break, from history. A trip to the third round of the playoffs for the first time in the history of the Hanley baseball program. If they can get three more outs here in the bottom of the seventh, they lead it 13 to three, a huge margin for error. But they don't want to mess with that. I know they want to take care of business. They'll have to get the three, four, five spots, heart of the order for the Aggies. Tylen Campbell, Luke Corley, Dawson Garcia do up against Blayton Mangrum here in the seventh. First pitch is grounded out to second. Hayden Daniel has it, throws the first in time. One pitch, one out in the seventh. Making easy work of it. And I always felt like that first out in the seventh in a big game, doesn't matter what the lead is, what your advantage is, if you can get that first one, the inning just feels a whole lot better. Yeah, you can settle in. Yes, it, it's almost like everything just the, the, the weight of the world comes off of you. So Hanley two outs away now. The Tigers can close the book on this one. They'll host Mobile Christian, another grounder to second. Daniel has it, makes the throw again. Two pitches, two outs. Your human vacuum cleaner. Hit it to him again. Yeah. 
He hasn't missed one all series. And now, one out away, 13 to three. Hanley went leading it. Mangrum will face Garcia. First pitch, grounded out to short. Fetner has it on a short hop, throws across his body on the run, and Hanley moves on to round three. They celebrate on the field. The Hanley Tigers, for the first time in program history, win a second round playoff series. They will face the number one team in the state next week at home, and we'll come back and wrap things up from a historic day for the Hanley baseball program here at Jackson right after this. Hey, it's Deshaun Davis, former linebacker for the Auburn Tigers for Robinson's Air Repair. With over 20 years of experience in the heating and cooling industry, Robinson's Air Repair has the knowledge to fix your system right the first time, guaranteed, with no guesswork needed. From service and repair to warranty work and installation, whatever you need, Robinson Air Repair has you covered. Give Robinson Air Repair a call today at 334-646-0154. Robinson's Air Repair, Alabama license number 08080. The Car Clinic, Main Street, downtown Roanoke. Their motto, you paying, we spraying. Open seven days a week, 9 a.m. until the last car is gone. Get your car, truck, or SUV cleaned by the professionals at the Car Clinic on Main Street in Roanoke. Make your ride look like it just came off the showroom floor. Seven days a week, you paying, we spraying from the Car Clinic. And a good show of sportsmanship by the Jackson Aggies head coach, Dorman. He, they don't shake hands anymore after the series because of COVID protocol, but Coach Dorman and his assistant made the point to cross the field to the Hanley dugout, shake everybody's hand, and tell them congratulations on advancing. And Coach Dorman and the Aggie program have shown the ultimate class here as hosts yes. of this series all day yesterday and today. And our hat's off to them for putting up a good fight against Hanley but now the party starts for the Hanley Tigers, doesn't it, Adam Slay? That's going <clears throat> going to be an enjoyable bus ride home for that group of guys and probably a better ride for you and I home. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. It'll be a it'll be a fun trip back, a celebratory trip back for the Hanley Tigers. Just to recap this game, Hanley wins it 13 to 3. The Tigers actually trailed it one to nothing after the first inning but came on and poured it on with the offense. They scored multiple runs in five different innings and never let up. Pitching performances by Jake Cottle and Blayton Mangrum got the job done on the mound in, in clutch style. Cottle, the senior, came through. Mangrum did a good job shutting it, shutting it down at the latter half of the game. And the Hanley Tigers are going to have a good time on the way home. Yeah, they're already having a good time right now. <laughs> they're having a good time right now. And congratulations to especially the seniors uh, for this team. They've lost a lot of second-round playoff series and now to finally break through and win one. And now the Tigers will find out the schedule and let you know what our schedule is broadcast-wise yeah, don't ask. <laughs> for round three. Uh, but the Hanley Tigers will host Mobile Christian, the number one team in the state in Class 4A. Tough task in round three, but that'll be the job that they'll be glad to take on given the circumstances right now. Congratulations to the Hanley Tigers, 13-3 winners in game number three today. They win the series two games to one. And for Adam Slay, I am Tim Altort. Thank you for listening, watching, wherever you are. 
Big shout out to the Hanley Tigers victorious today. And that's going to do it for us. So long, everybody. Have a good afternoon.